0: Welcome to the For Creative Entrepreneurs podcast, episode number one. I'm your host, Dana Busey Miller, an attorney for entrepreneurs and the founder of For Creative Entrepreneurs, a website empowering business owners, with the resources and tools they need to thrive. Today, we're going to talk about the US trademark application process. This is one of the most frequent topics I get asked about as an attorney by people who are looking to take steps to solidify their intellectual property rights and make them enforceable on a national scale. To start, once you've developed your trademark, your branding, your logo, your name, your slogan, whatever you're using as a mark to identify your goods and services, the next step is typically going to be to register that trademark with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Now, there are things like common law trademark rights and state trademark rights, and we're going to get to those in a different episode. But today, we're just going to focus on an overview of what the USPTO trademark application process looks like. So the very first thing you're going to need to do is identify what your mark is and what it is that you are looking to trademark. So like I said earlier, it could be the name of your business, It could be your logo. It could be the name of a line within your business. So if you are a jewelry maker, the name of a particular line of goods within your business, or it could be a slogan or tagline that people associate with your business. Some really famous trademarks are going to be Apple, which is one where it's the name of the brand. Same thing with Amazon for a slogan. Think of Nike's just do it. For a logo, think of Nike's swoosh. So there's a wide variety of things you can use as a trademark. But ultimately, what it boils down to is it has to function to identify the particular source of a good or service to consumers. So once you've identified your mark, the next step is going to be to do what we call clearing your mark. And this means that you're making sure that no one else is using it so that it's available. Or if they are using it, they're using it in a class of goods or services unrelated to what you're going to use it for. The point of this process is to do your homework and your research and make sure that you're not actually going to be infringing on the rights of anyone else and that the USPTO won't have any issues when they go to review your application and approve your mark. You wanna figure out what those issues are on the front end so you can either address them if it's something that you can fix or so that you can pivot and change your branding before you spend a lot of time and money trying to pursue something that you ultimately won't be able to secure. So once you're sure that your mark is available for you to use and that it's not going to pose any issues with existing marks, the next step is going to be to prepare and file the application. Now, I certainly recommend using an attorney to assist you with the application process. While it's not a particularly long application, the questions that it asks are very specific. And if you make a mistake, In most instances, there's not the ability to change it. So for example, if your description of your goods or services ends up being too narrow, you won't be able to broaden that back out in the application process through an amendment. You're going to have to file a brand new application and you're gonna lose the money from your first filing fee or for a number of other reasons, your application were to get denied, again, you're out that filing fee and you have to pay to file again. So using an attorney can help make sure that your application has the best chance for success. And when you're picking an attorney, you certainly wanna go with someone that is knowledgeable about trademark law and is familiar with what those trademark applications look like and what the process is for prosecuting an application before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. This is something that I do, and I would be more than happy to talk to you about your trademark needs. You can feel free to contact me by email at Dana and we'll set up a time to talk. Now let's talk about the application itself. There are certain information that you'll need to have available to you in order to prepare the application to submit it to the USPTO. First, you're going to need information about the applicant. This includes the applicant's name, whether it's an individual or a business, their address, the entity type, and the citizenship of the entity or person that is applying for the application. Next, you're going to have to submit a description of the goods or services to be covered. And the way you do this is by identifying the international class that the goods or services you're going to be providing fall into. So for instance, if you were selling clothing, that would be covered by class 25. Once you've selected the international classes, you'll then provide a description of the particular goods or services within that class that you'll be using your mark for. This is typically where trademark applications get tricky. You want this description to be narrow enough that it'll be enforceable, but not so broad that it's not going to be enforceable or could be found to conflict with another mark. You can have goods or services in more than one class. However, you will be charged a filing fee for each class of goods or services that you are applying registration for your mark with. Next, you're going to need to submit information about the mark. This includes whether it's a non-stylized word mark, a mark that includes stylization or graphic elements, or if the mark is in non-English words or non-Latin characters. So basically here you're identifying whether or not it is just the words themselves, if it's the words in a particular font or laid out in a particular way, or if it's a logo. Then you'll need to determine the basis for filing. And there are two that we most commonly see. One is when you're actually using the mark in interstate commerce in the United States. So if your business is already up and running and you're already selling in interstate commerce, you would be using an actual use basis for your application. But let's say you're starting up your business and you're not selling anything yet, but you plan to and you want to secure the mark first. Then you would file what's called an intent to use application. And with this, it means you have a bona fide intention to use the mark in United States commerce. If you're filing for an actual use application, You'll also need to include a specimen. And this is an example of how you're using the mark in interstate commerce. So this could be the packaging that you use for your goods, a hang tag that shows how you use your brand name, could be information from your website. There are a number of things that can function as a specimen, but it does need to show how you are actually using the mark at the time that you file the application. Additionally, you'll need to tell the USPTO what the first date you used the mark in commerce was in relation to each class. Finally, you'll sign a declaration saying that everything in the application is true. Once your application has been submitted, now it goes to the examination process. It takes about three to five months after filing for it to be assigned to an examining attorney. During that time, nothing really happens with the USPTO but once it's assigned to an examining attorney, they'll review the application and do their own research. They'll look to see if it conflicts with any previous marks and if it meets the standards for registration under the USPTO's criteria. If the attorney finds an issue with the mark, they'll raise an objection and issue what's called an office action. And that will be a letter that gets sent out to the applicant or the applicant's counsel detailing what the objection is that the examining attorney has to the mark. From when you get that office action, you have six months to file a response and this timeline is not extendable. If you do not respond within that six months, they'll deem the application to be abandoned and nothing further will happen. However, if you address the issues within that six-month time period, then the examining attorney can review it and decide to move your application forward. Or if the examining attorney maintains their objections or refusals, they'll issue a final office action. You'll have a six-month window after the final office action to file a response to the final office action or to file a notice of appeal with the trademark trial and appeal board. If the appeal is not filed and the response doesn't overcome the examining attorney's objections, then the application is deemed abandoned and is no longer being considered by the USPTO. In terms of how long the examination process takes, it varies depending on the mark. It could take as little as a couple of months, or it could take as much as a couple of years. So it really just determines how contested the mark is, how similar it is to other marks. There are a number of factors that go into this. But generally speaking, we see it take a few months. Now, once the examining attorney has decided to move the mark forward, The next step is for it to be published in the Trademark Gazette, and this is called being published for opposition. This period gives parties 30 days from the date of publication to file a notice of opposition for why they believe the mark should not be registered, and they can also request an extension of time to oppose up to 150 days beyond the initial opposition period. a party opposes the mark they have to show why the mark would injure them in some way or injure their business so typically it would be if they have a priority claim over the mark or something to that effect but they have to have some stake in the application approval process of the mark and it's not for you to oppose it does cost a filing fee which currently is 400 to file a notice of opposition If a third party does file a notice of opposition, this again initiates trademark trial and appeal board proceedings. It's basically a mini litigation before the USPTO on whether or not the mark should be issued. If no opposition is filed within the 30 day period, then the mark will be allowed and registered and it will be issued a certificate of registration six weeks later. Once you have that certificate of registration, then it's up to you to enforce your mark and monitor its use and make sure that no one's infringing on it. You as a trademark owner are responsible for maintaining the strength and the scope of your rights through enforcement efforts. If you fail to properly police the use of your mark, you could lose your rights to the mark. So you have to be sure that you're exerting the necessary control to maintain that mark's association with your brand. I hope this overview of the trademark process was helpful. And if you have additional questions about what the application process details are or other things related to trademark applications or trademark use, please feel free to call in and I will be happy to address those on the air. Until next time, bye.